Good evening, gentlemen. Evening. Good evening. Hello. I say, I say gentlemen because we've got no padre this week, so it's um it's it's only respectable human beings for a change. Um, is, it a, is it is this a classy establishment? This, it, this it is. It is a very classy establishment. Yeah. Um. I, I've even been uh, turning my mic off when I fart. So. So. Uh, so yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry to uh, our uh, hordes and hordes of fans around the world that we missed a week last week, but things just didn't quite line up. So. Um, we decided not to uh, do anything half ass, so we'll do something half ass this week instead. Um, we want to just catch up on a few things that have come up in the last couple of weeks, some uh, some gossip, some topics, this kind of thing. So, yeah, this um, it's all entirely by the seat of our pants this week. So let's see what happens. Um, so Bean is back because we had literally no emails requesting him to come back again. <laughs> But we thought we'd get him back anyway. Um, so welcome back once again. Thank you very much. Yeah, always a pleasure. See, people keep saying that when they come on this, that it's always a pleasure, but I don't know. Well, I've only done it once, so that one time it was a pleasure. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you've got um, to let's, come let's, on and, and yeah. slag off Queen, so... That's, that's all I've got to go on. So let's see how this one goes. And then, yep. and then depending on that, I may or may not come back again. <laughs> um, this might be the last time we ever speak. Well... I doubt that, but I hope let's, not. Let's crack on. <laughs> what um, what have you thoroughly spiffing gentlemen been listening to in the past couple of weeks? Oh, thank you very much. Okay, um, what have we been listening to this week? God, um, I, I've had a bit of a I've had a bit of an Iron Maiden week actually this week. Oh, um, so just yeah, yeah. I went back to I, I was listening to Brave New World. I just I woke up with a bit of a hankering for some for some Iron Maiden so I put that on and I love that album um, I think I might have mentioned that last time I was on but, but um, what struck me as odd interesting I don't know um, it's 22 years old that album so this yeah, what I think of as like the new era of Bruce Dickinson coming back is like two decades old it's crazy yeah that's mad I hadn't thought about that. Uh, but anyway, that, that led me down a bit of a wormhole. So I spent some time with, you know, around that era, um, Dance of Death album, Brave New World, um, Matter of Life and Death. Had a thoroughly good time with that. Um, but I've also, um, I've been going through, sort of back to my, um, going through Bandcamp and just seeing what I've got, like, languishing in my, uh, in my Bandcamp account. Um, and there's a band called Penny Coffin, which I've been listening to. Which is they're like a Scottish. I think I think I think they're Greek, but they're based in Scotland, um, which is a, a bit of an odd mix. Or, or maybe you know different members of the band, some from Scotland, some from Greece. Um, anyway, they they put out a couple of EPs. Uh, I think it was last year that I was quite into, and I, I, I dug those out again, and I've been listening to those. Um, really like just really grimy death metal, very lo-fi, very um, very rough. Um, they're on dry cough records, but I think for all intents and purposes, they're kind of like self-funded, self-released. And I think dry cough have just picked them up and, and just done a distribution on these, these EPs. So that's been, uh, that's been great. Um, uh, what else? Um, and I've been listening to Junes, um, who are, um, band from Newcastle, got an album called Gargoyles out absolutely fantastic record uh, it's kind of a bit 
like stonery desert rock. Um, like they remind me of the screaming trees or the Afghan wigs, that sort of Afghan sound. wigs, fucking yeah, up. remember <laughs> them? That's out of left field. Jesus, I saw them at Reading in '98, I think. Oh, well, Jesus, which would have been kind of their you know, probably around their peak, sort of '98. They would have maybe Black Love album would have been out yeah, about then. That's, that's it was that's around, but yeah, one of those bands who were Kerrang liked to rave about as a sort of a pleasant alternative, and I never got around to checking them out. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're one of those Greg bands. Dully. Greg Dully, the singer, had a great voice. That's it, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're the sort of band I, I've, I've dipped in and out. Like I, I, There's more I haven't heard than I have heard, um, but there was a couple of albums around that era that I really got into. And it's, Anyway, so I've been listening to Dunes, who incidentally are one of the bands playing at the, the, uh, the upcoming um, Krampus Rumpus event. Um, oh, the, 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 the Krampus Rumpus, you say? Well, um, tell, what is that? <laughs> should we talk about it? Should, we, should we spend some time talking about the Krampus Rumpus? I think, I think you really should. Uh, well, of course, of course we should, because the Krampus Rumpus is um, an all-day event coming up. It's going to be at the Dev in Camden. The good old Dev, um, which is the centre of all things heavy in London. Um, so House of Metal have put together this day. Um, and I'm led to believe, I'm led to understand that the uh, In the Abyss Metal podcast will be taking part in the day and uh, threading it all together. Your good selves mm. are going to be there. That's a bit, a bit sweet. I'm not sure about threading. Um, hacking maybe might be more like it, but we'll have a go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it might resemble something, something out of the young ones, to be honest. But <laughs> even better, that's exactly what it needs to be. Um, but yeah, there's some great bands playing. 10th of December, and Dunes are one of the bands um, that are going to be playing on the day. So, like, do check them out and uh, get on the Google, look at the Krampus Rumpus at the Dev, find out all about it, and, and you know, come down. Yeah, we're, we're and just... it's free, so no excuses. It's a big Christmas party. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of it. And then just bits and pieces. Oh, I've been listening to the new, the new obituary single that, that came out and I was quite, I've been chomping at the bit to hear that when that dropped. And the first thing I thought was it really reminds me of Cold Sweat by Thin Lizzy. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a riff at the start when it comes in like, it's, you know, like the main like establishing riff. And it was driving me nuts. I was just thinking, what is it? It reminds me of something. It reminds me of something. And the, the closest I can find is Cold Sweat by Thin Lizzy. So check that out as well. But do you remember, so, um, cool. do you remember a, um, a Testament Exodus side project called Dublin Death Patrol? Yes, only by name, though. Yeah, so Chuck Billy was in it and a, and a few. There was, there was like about 10 of them in it in total. Well, they did a cover of, of Cold Sweat by Thin Lizzy, which is a sort of like a thrash version of it. So this, that's probably even closer to to what obituary sound like but yeah um fantastic i think the album's called ddp for life i think it's, it's worth listening right. to it's good fun check it out i'll track it down i'll track and it it's down. a great name for a band dublin death patrol <laughs> <laughs> um voice of reason yourself um yeah well, it's been a couple of weeks haven't i so what have i yeah what have i done well i'm still um journeying my way through the history of metal in the early 80s but i'll come back to that actually just because of something i want to raise i think it could be uh, quite entertaining later um outside of that um kardashev epic progressive metal i would call it it's very uplifting sounding 
it's got quite a uh, dude. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, it's sort of like sort of in between death and black screaming. How do you spell um, it? Uh, car, yeah, we're K A R D A S H E V. Okay, I'll do. Probably a Russian monk or something. I don't know, but that, yeah, I you um, just you just said some random letters then. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been, they've been getting good praise lately. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, probably a bit of a grower, but good sound to it. Probably probably up my alley, um, definitely. Ooh. So, so yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, I come back to that Dava album, uh, yes. which is starting to click. Can't think of a completely indecipherable title, but um, yeah, Black and Fresh or Fresh and Black, wherever it is. Fresh and uh, Black. Fresh and Black, yeah. I. I'm sure. I'm sure we can find out lots of new subgenre mashups. But yeah, um, it sounds yeah like, that sounds like some, something that should be sold in pints, shouldn't it? I'll have a, I'll have a thrash and black, please. Ooh, oh, yeah, that's, that's an idea actually. What can we mix of that? But yeah, no, that's that's clicking now. So um, yeah, enjoying that. Yeah, um, good album. Another band I checked out, getting a lot of positive praise at the moment, is Chat Pile. Yes. Um, yeah, this is, I suppose they do the sort of sludgy metalcore thing circa Boston, late 90s, so think Convergent Cave-In, but it's a lot more cathartic. I mean, there was there was points where I was thinking it, it sounded like a really, really messed up Nirvana. A um, lot of spoken words, a lot of kind of aggression that people might not quite click with uh, within the music. It's a bit of effort. I'm a bit undecided, but there's stuff in there that's going to keep me coming back to it. Um, I really like that chat pile record. I mean, I'm I don't know how much output they've had, but the the latest one, God's um, I I kind of followed a tip off and listened to it, and they they're one of those bands where I feel like I didn't expect to like them. I, I you know everything about them made me think, okay, I'm not going to enjoy this. They're quite hip, you know, like yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, but it's a really good record. I yeah. really had a good time with it. It's very intense. It's, yeah. it's 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 one of those. If you click with it, you're going to love it. Um, and for me, I'm sort of in between, just because you know it sounds like a lot of the stuff I like, but it's for where I'm at mentally at the moment. It's maybe it's not where I want to be, kind of thing. Um, I'm feeling a bit left wanna... out here because I've got not. I got fucking clue what you're talking about. Oh, I'm just, I'm just yeah, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I'm clearly no, no. checking out different sources to you these days, so we need to we need to compare notes more. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a new one on me, so that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, who else? I checked out a band called Oh Cross. I can't even play. Um, Static Press. Let's have a look. Static Dress. Static Dress. Yeah. Yes. Who? You know, they're very two thousand five. Um, they <laughs> probably a very got... specific. That's a very specific year to pinpoint them. Yeah, to. it's it's the screamo end of metalcore, and they've probably still got. Uh, well, they probably they're, they're a fairly new band, and Christ knows why they're choosing that era but they've probably got a top eight for top eight fans on myspace um they um, they, they supported uh knock loose in the uk earlier this year with with terror so they, oh probably yeah yeah they're in that kind of mix yeah i, I mean I'm, I'm undecided um mainly because i'm not sure again if that's the thing i'm into these days but i think if you're into that kind of sound that kind of floppy haired era then you'll probably quite like them bit of that so yeah yeah lots mm. of that yeah um uh, uh, but also, um, just um, 
come on to something that's like like you say nearly 22 years old but this this album's 20 years old um a band called the 80s matchbox beeline Beeline disaster Disaster. Uh, an album called horse of a dog so for people of our generation um yeah that that might ring a bell because yeah 20 years old it's not even half hour uh long but it's um it's not metal but this it resembles i mean it sounds like a nuclear explosion in a teddy boy convention basically it's um (laughs) what a description it's it's just this furious goth psycho billy that is just mental um and it's one of those albums I, i liked at the time um but keep, you know, I've, I've dipped back into it every now and again and just listening to it now, it's just, it's an amazing record. It's, it's, it holds up so well now. They um, were, um, they were proper like Kerrang darlings for a little bit, weren't they? When they, they, they were, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, I think they were, I, th- I think a lot of people just couldn't get into them because they were quite niche. Yeah. Um, I think they only did one more, one more album that was, was um, mainstream enough. Because um, obviously like things like the NME loved them, didn't they? Being that kind yeah, of thing. That type of thing. They, they, they um, kind of made me think about bands like At the Driving and that. They got that same, not the same, they don't sound like them, but that same kind of marketable, you know, sort of we're we're too cool for this. We not yeah. everyone will like us, that kind of shit. There, there, there yeah, was that. They were great. Yeah. Um, they're one of those bands where I never I, I the, the, I'm so familiar with the name, but I don't think I've ever listened to them. It's um yeah, you but your description name, there you? has just sold me. I, 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 I want to check it out. And it's, it's funny, pretty... listening to you speak, it reminded me of a band. Do you remember the, the Icarus line? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Never got yeah, into it, but yeah, just, maybe give them a go. Like they've, they've just popped into my head. I haven't thought about them for years, but just hearing you describe um, describe them just reminded me of the Icarus line. It's that just that sort of furious sort of indie kind of in it vibe, in it, really? It's, yeah. Uh, I, mean, this, I feel a bit sorry for them because I only managed to see it once. And that was at Download 2003. And they were the band that played on the second stage before Metallica's, quote marks, secret set. So they were performing to a bunch of Metallica fans and people, you know, you know, who'd rushed into the second stage, just wanting to see Metallica. And yeah, kind of a, they were kind of playing to a hostile crowd, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I think, um, haven't they got a song in um, Shaun of the Dead as well? There's a, there's yeah, a- that was from the second album. Um, yeah. So... Um, which I never gave as much attention to at all, but certainly, yeah, maybe I should. But that first album, Horse, Horse of a Dog, it's incredible. It's, well, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely go back and listen to it, definitely, because there's something that, yeah, that name I haven't heard for years, so fair play. But yeah, I'll come back to the uh, the old the old school stuff in a bit. I want to start and talk about, but uh, yeah, that's uh, me. Um, talking of old school, I um, stumbled across Triumph, this week um a name that i've seen bandied around over the years donkeys donkeys never taken a minute to listen to them but i did this week and yeah it's good it's quite sort of sort of the more melodic end of of norwobum but um but it was uh it was it was quite enjoyable a bit a bit somewhere between saxon and magnum i would say yeah see it's on on that note um because yeah magnum is they're just one of those bands that are there but on our German episode, we never mentioned Crocus. No, the German ACDC. Wow. Yeah. Complete yeah. bad omission, that. Yeah, no, not yeah. a band I ever um, ever really sort of, I think I've listened to bits and pieces and then thought, huh, yeah, sounds like ACDC. It's, it's nondescript, isn't it? Hard work, yeah. it's fairly. You know, but, um, I mean, I think you just completely summed them up there by just saying the German ACDC. I mean, that's yeah. essentially yeah. kind of 
what they do, isn't it? And Germany's always going to lap that kind of thing up, isn't it? So, you know, it's, um, yeah, fair play to them. Um, so, yeah, Triumph. Um, I've been going back over the Opus back catalogue to go and see them tomorrow night. Um, oh, Hammersmith. wonderful. I need to do that at some point because I lost track of them after Heritage. Well, you know, I, yeah, and I haven't listened to, I, I haven't really listened to Opus properly since Ghost Reveries, which was the last time I saw them live when they toured that album. So we're going back a fair few years. I mean, that's um, an incredible album. I mean, uh, yeah, and Jesus. like, I'm still struggling a little bit with the later stuff, the more recent stuff. It's, it's not quite so it, it's, obvious, they, but they chilled out. I mean, I think, what was it? Yeah, um, what was the one after Ghost Reveries? Um, Watershed. Been, yeah. That was all right. That was good. But Heritage was very hippie, wasn't it? Yeah. I think the, um, there's, you know, strong links with Porcupine Tree. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. They've kind of gone down that route. But, you know, going back and listening over to, because the set list on this tour is all fan votes. There's one song from every album on the set list, a 13 song, 13 song set list. And it's one song from every album. And just going back and listening to the, to, to Blackwater Park and to oh. Orchid and Still Life. Yeah, I, I forgot how good they are, to be honest. And we, and we barely talked about them in the Sweden episode. I, I know we, we didn't. I just, just, you don't. They, they get forgotten about. Well, they, they do by us, clearly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, they, they are fucking good at what they do. And I'm, I'm now actually really looking forward to tomorrow night. So, where, where are they playing? I didn't even. Just yeah, not, not Hammersmith. Hammersmith. Okay. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, that'd be good. Um, a band on Church Road Records, who label that can't do any wrong at the minute, called Implore. Definitely worth listening to. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to nail them down. I suppose it's a bit sort of modern metalcore-ish. There's a bit of like unearth about them, maybe, but it's a bit more abrasive than that. Um, really heavy, really aggressive, really good. And, and another British band as well, so... Worth checking out. Uh, a death metal, another British death metal band called Repulsive Vision. Um, just proper good old death metal with a name like that. What else is it going to be? Uh, they're, they're I, really I, at this point, I'm su I'm surprised people are coming up with with original death metal names or any kind of original metal name because it's like, surely you put it into a generator, don't you? You put a couple of words into a generator and it'll death metalify <laughs> them. You know, so um, re repulsive is always going to be a good one. Yeah, you can just have a, a body part and an injury, and then basically, yeah, or just there you go, just random stuff like, like countdown host slasher, yeah, <laughs> garroted penis. There's probably already a band called garroted penis, but you know, um, and off, which is a band that me and Bean have talked about several times. Oh, yeah, you can, um, yeah, I need to, I need yeah. to give them a go, but yeah, you know, I've gone back. Gone back over the first two albums that were out a fair few years ago this week. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's straight to the point. It is what it is, considering their background, you know what it's going to sound like. But it just, yeah, I think the um, the album's out recently, Free LSD, is probably the best hardcore album I've heard this year. It's, it's, it's good. They offer something a little they, bit different. Yeah, they just... They know how to capture the energy. For me, yeah. that's that's it, that's what's coming off the, off the album. You put it on and you can just feel the energy in the room. Um, but there's some interesting influences on it. So, like, not that they're that obvious, but there's kind of a like a psychedelic, almost a jazz influence on yeah. the new stuff, which, like, you know, it doesn't sound jazzy, but you could just hear this kind of free jazz madness going on, in like infused into the songs. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really good. And we talk about authenticity a lot on this podcast, and they're one of those bands that are definitely definitely authentic i mean you know this is the ashes of circle jerks and black flag and that kind of thing so they've got the ground in but it's um 
yeah i yeah i urge everyone to go and check that out if you're into that kind of thing and, and they're playing in the uk in march is it february march i think it's february or march next year so they yeah that and that they, they're playing at the moth club in hackney which yeah, is that's the one yeah it's a great thing it's it's like a working men's club you know to the point where they've got the sort of golden tassel at the back of the stage you know like some really old 70s um you know you can imagine some crooner just up on the stage belting out some sinatra and stuff like that so it's a really a really sort of shitty venue but in the best possible way is it's going to be a great gig well, i'm looking really forward looking forward now. to that just that that mixture of, of a band like off in that sort of a venue it's 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 crazy it's just madness it's going to go off <laughs> sorry still your joke um, but yeah, that's 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 been about it this week, I suppose. It's um, yeah, it's, it, there's not a lot of new stuff out now, is there? Getting to that time of year where there's not a lot of releases, it all sort of starts to slow down before it's, Christmas, doesn't it? So. What what does my nut in, quite frankly, is we we hit like Remembrance Day or you know just after Heart Halloween, and and people start talking about album of the year. And it's like we still got another bloody month to go. I know, oh, I, know, I, know I know a lot of these yeah. pub publications have have got have got to get their planning in and stuff like that, but it's yeah. like. Come on, it's we've we've got a month. Well, I've got I've got a list of fourteen at the minute for albums of the year that I need to whittle down to ten. So, you know, I I don't think there's anything due in the next couple of weeks that's going to change that. But but um, but we'll um, we'll we'll come to that ourselves in a in a in a few weeks' time, closer to the end of yeah. the year, just to appease you, Andy, so we don't do it too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah it's interesting because that—that's what sent me looking back through um, through sort of past and camp purchases and things I've been listening to on that because I was just trying to remind myself of the stuff that came out at the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, and that's Long time you know, ago. reminding myself of like, like I was talking about Penny Coffin, um, some other stuff. There's another band. Oh, now what were they called? Uh, like a really lovely, gorgeous doom band. Um, hang on, the name escapes me. So let, let me just look it up quickly. Gorgeous, um, lovely doom. Yeah, is and isn't it just? Isn't is that it just... sort of like the tagline they put on the, on the posters <laughs> and things like that? Gorgeous, lovely doom. It should be Swamp Lantern. Okay, <laughs> that's a brilliant name. So nice. Like it's it it's such a sort of yeah whatever like doom name. But list they've got a record out um, called The Lord Is With Us. Um, Swamp Lantern, um, and it's it's like thoroughly miserable, but absolutely beautiful as well. And actually, on that theme, um, earlier in the year there was a, a band called Ard, A R D, put out a record that's worth a listen as well. I'd forgotten about it. Um, I think it's an offshoot of um, Winter Thetfilith. Oh yeah. Um they yeah. I think they share some members or there's or one of one of the band, it's uh, like a project based on one of those guys. And um that's another one, an album I've gone back to uh recently, and it's really, really good. Well worth a listen, but again, like really bleak and miserable, but in the best possible way. Isn't it funny though, you hear a name like Swamp Lantern and immediately you think, yeah, they're a doom band. <laughs> and it's, it's just Sometimes it's yeah. just. A little I mean, they're not going to be a boy band, are they? But you could, yeah, imagine that—that that would be great. Just all, all lined up in front of Simon Cow. And what do you what do you boys call yourself? Really? We're Swamp Lantern. <laughs> and where 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 do you see yourselves in ten years' time? Um, 
playing in working men's clubs in the north of England. Yes. Fucking hell. That is, to be fair, it's a great name for a band, Swampland. It makes me want to check them out even more. So I'll give them a listen later. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, do, do this okay. week's playlist. Um, right, so moving on. Underground Band of the Week. And as we have a, uh, a distinguished special guest, um, it's, it's your call. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> so I... <laughs> Underground Band of the Week, right. I wanted to talk... So here's a band. Um, they... I think it was halfway through the pandemic um, they came to my attention. Um, Australian band from Southern Australia called the Dirty Pagans. And they, so they're one of those bands that really just take a little bit of every subgenre of metal. You know, you just know these guys are into all of it. Um, so they're broadly speaking, they're like um, kind of stoner doom band, but, with elements of lots of traditional metal. There's definitely a Black Sabbath influence there. They sound like the Melvins in places, but they've also got this, um, so the singer uses this like King Diamond-esque falsetto as well. So you've got this kind of quite raw, raucous garage rock sound, a lot of Black Sabbath, Tony Iommi influences coming in on the guitar. And then this, this super high pitched vocal over the top, which he doesn't use all the time. Um, and in fact, if you check them out and listen, the album's called The Family, which um, I think is a reference to like uh, Charles Manson, judging by the, the album art. Of course. Um, but listen to it all the way through because they go through so many different gears. Uh, so he starts out with this, like I said, this King Diamond voice, and then that kind of gets jettisoned after the first couple of songs, and then he just adopts something that's a bit more in the kind of stone, stone of doom. Like I said, they remind me of the Melvins um, quite a lot of the time. Yeah, they've got some epic songs on there. The title track of the album is really long, and it just kind of goes through all these different cycles of riffs and things like that. And they're just fun. They're just one of those bands you just put on and... I just have an absolute blast listening to them. You know, they celebrate all the different genres and, and eras of metal. It's all in there. Everything goes in the melting pot. Um, and it just, it's a lot of fun to listen to. So that would be my top tip, the Dirty Pagans. Another cracking name. It's, it's one of those yeah. weeks, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll give them a listen. I will um, haul them to death over social media over the coming week and I'll, I'll add some stuff to the uh, to the playlist as well. So. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at the uh, the main photo of them off Spotify, and they're all quite happy with themselves. And you know, one of them happy really, with themselves. Yeah, well, they're all smiling and well, looking like quite chuffed about being a band. Just completed a Panini sticker album, or yeah. Well, I mean, the, I mean, the singer looks like he's just um, managed to steal the velvet jacket off John Pertwee's doctor. Um, <laughs> so that's one. Is that is that a Doctor Who reference, or do you literally mean John Pertwee's doctor? <laughs> It, it is a Doctor Who reference. I mean, I'd be surprised if his doctor was wearing a velvet jacket, even in those days. Oh yeah, that's 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 that. There's there's a there's a healthy use of purple there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, they they do look a bit um, pleased for themselves. Yeah, I, I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to listening to that. Well, yeah. as we all know, like outside of black, purple is the next most heavy metal color there is. This is true. You know, yeah. it's right for Sabbath, of, it's right for everybody else. Master exactly. of reality. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Fucking hell, fucking basket of washing's falling over. Hold on. Yeah, us, us um, metal maniacs do live normal lives as well. So, you know. Um, 
All right, thank you for that. I'll, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll put them out over social media and uh, I'll add some songs to the playlist this week as well. Not that anybody fucking listens to that, but still good enough for me. Um, all right, so what's, what we need to catch up on? A few bits over the last couple of weeks. Um, we'll start with today. Bloodstock have announced a few more bands. Um, you can go on online and, and have a look at, at who's been added. But a few highlights. Sacred Reich after they pulled out last year, so that's really good. Heaven Shall Burn, their first ever UK festival appearance, which I find mental for a band like that. They've been around for 25 fucking years. Um, we'll come back to that in a sec. Crowbar, Urn, um, All Hail the Yeti, and then there's a, a few bands that I'm not so familiar with. So I think there's 12 bands added in total. Check out online. Um, but the lineup's starting to come together, you know, pretty well. Particularly pleased about Sacred Reich and Heaven Shall Burn. Yeah, they were the, the, the Sacred Reich. Dev. I mean, I saw them last week supporting Sepultura and they're fantastic that night. So, and I wanted to see them at last Bloodstock. Was disappointed when they pulled out. So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that they're back in there. Um, I think the rest of the announcements today for me, there was a lot of stuff I need to go away and check out. Like I didn't, yeah. I don't, I didn't know a lot of the bands actually. I, it was quite a muted announcement i thought um which is fine you know i mean earn are on there uh really great band a lot yeah. of time for earn yeah you know crowbar you know what to expect crowbar yeah. are just going to do crowbar it'd be great um but yeah i've got a lot of homework to do in terms of the other bands um one i was listening to today actually was um is it brothers in metal oh yeah yeah and um that's quite something they're Swedish. So, I think they're Swedish, aren't they? So they've, they've yeah, got the, Swedish. You know, they've got the heritage. Very melodic, uh, sort of traditional heavy metal, you know, soaring vocals. Um, but they, they, um, an acquired taste, I think, not for mm. everyone. But I think they'll be a lot of fun. Like a, uh, you know, an early afternoon in the blazing hot sun, kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, even if if not that, then maybe late on in the evening when you've had a few too many and uh, you just want a, a rousing sing along. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for that. Right, sorry, no, rousing no, no. or arousing? Well, you know, <laughs> well one follows the other, surely. Yeah, a bit of both. You know, it's a, there's a lot of male company at, um, at, at metal festivals, so you know, prison mentality starts to take over, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> We'll, what we'll, goes on tour stays on tour. Exactly, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll leave that one alone for for a bit, I think. Um, but to be fair, the lineups come together quite nicely. We're still waiting on the third headliner, aren't we? Which hopefully is someone a bit more interesting than a monomath. But if it is a monomath, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it feels like at this stage, it's either going to be someone that's really good, and that's why they're holding back. Yeah, or they're panicking. Because they still haven't booked anyone, um, and we're going to end up with extreme or something. Or whoa, 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 whoa! I'll take that. Yeah, we, they... we, we saw extreme headline Rambler Man in twenty sixteen, some twenty seventeen, whenever it pre, was pre COVID. God knows, it's yeah, all, it's well, all well, well, COVID. Yeah, um, right. and that 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 was first couple of songs. I was like, oh, this is going to bore me to tears. And then third song in, they went straight in to get the funk out, and they were fucking brilliant from there on in. Yeah. Really, really good. Right. I, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm being cheeky. I I am. I'm Ooh, you to, I, I've um, I've only seen Extreme once, and it was the infamous um, Donington '94. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I think they played after Pantera. I think you had Sepultura, Pantera, and then Extreme. Yeah. Um, 
you know, which is a different, I mean, what a <laughs> difficult gig. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Considering the, who they are. I, who, I mean, who, 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 who did that line-up? I mean, they, oh, they, they probably uh, live on an island now. Well, I don't, I, I don't really have anything against them, but I, I'm amused by my, so my daughter's, you know, she's, she's listening to a lot of rock and metal these days. She's kind of, you know, she's exploring um, her way through it all um, and picking out the popular bands. And, and I got a text from her the other day that just said, um, I've just, I've just um, clicked on uh, Extreme to listen to them. They're really not, are they? <laughs> <laughs> so like, fair enough. No, it's, um, I don't think they're quite uh, headline material for Bloodstock, but I wouldn't say no. I'll have a bit of that. I don't even know if they're still, are they, have they sort of gone back on hiatus again? I, I got no idea. No idea. No idea. But, um, I've seen, I think Nuno, uh, Nuno Betancourt's around and about. I've seen him pop up on a couple of things, but I don't know if that's just collaborations with other people and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, well, he's just um, got to bring no, his hair out every now and then so we can all appreciate it. Yeah. No, I'm being cheeky. I mean, there's no one really. Um, apart from like Five Finger Death Punch or whatever, which which always gets floated around as a potential. Oh, I fucking hope not. I think that's the only band that would disappoint me. Anything else, I'll just I'll, I will take it. You know, these the way they generally seem to do their headliners. You have a newer band, don't you? You have like a legacy band, and then you know like a, a heavier band or something like that. So we've got Kill Switch, which are the newer bands. So I'm hoping that that rules out the likes of Five Finger Cunt Punch because. You know that that would be too similar. So hopefully, it's it's summer. They'll be in America. Yeah, doing that's, that's yeah, doing some doing some virtual fucking Ozfest or something. <laughs> but well, we'll we'll come back to that in a minute because I, I need to talk about that. Um, we're off the back of Bloodstock, and since we haven't been on for a couple of weeks, so Download announced a, a good chunk of their lineup last week. So Metallica playing twice on the Thursday night and the Saturday night, doing two different sets plus Slipknot, plus Bring Me the Horizon. How that band have got that big, I don't know, but they have. Um, and there's, there's, there's some good stuff on the bill, but it's, it's largely predictable for that type of festival. I think it's the, a lot of the acts that you, you'd sort of expect. How do we feel about the whole two Metallica set thing? Two completely different sets. Does that work? Depends what the sets are, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I mean, if they were to do one set like the um, like the Johnny and Marshall Zazula show, just doing the first two albums, that might be something a bit special. It's it's but, I can, you know, I mean, are they going to do? Are they just going to have a complete two different mix-ups of a whole career? Probably. Or are they going to have like a classic, you know, an eighty an eighties sort of show, and then everything is black and onwards, which no one really would give a, a, as much of a shit about. Well, they might do some anger in full. You never know. Yeah. Hey. Actually, actually, you know what's really worrying? That I mean, I'm not, we're not going, so I don't really care that much. But it's the 20 year anniversary of Sananga next year, isn't it? It's 2003, wasn't it? So yeah, I, I think I think even Metallica just wouldn't do that. I think they know there's that clip <laughs> that, that, that clip that went around recently of um, I can't remember which track it was they played. Um, and <laughs> it was James Hetfield kind of like saying, "Look, come on, guys, give yeah. it a fair crack." Give and there was like this unanimous sort of like booze and thumbs down. So. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I guess it just depends how they choose to play it. Um, yeah, that point about if they did a couple of albums in full is really interesting. I think that would work. Yeah, if it was kind of a bit of a celebration of their career across the two nights, and they just yeah. did maybe four albums, two on each nights. That would be something um, I think to get involved in. 
But if it's just two sets and they pepper in a few, you know, they swap it up a little bit and they play a few songs differently yeah. each night. I don't know. To me, it feels a little bit short changed. Like, and it's clearly structured in a way. I mean, this might be really cynical, but it looks like it's structured in a way that because they're doing Thursday night and Saturday night, that forces people to buy an entire weekend ticket to see both sets. Yeah. You know what I mean, I hate to say it, but I had the same thought. It just you know, feels a little bit too strategic that they put them on the Thursday night. Yeah. I, think, I think they owe it to the situation to do something special, at least on a Sunday, if not the Thursday. Yeah, they got, I think they need to do something. They're doing this is all being built as something really cool and really unique. Then make something of it, make it an occasion, yeah. you know, because it's getting to the point where these, these bands play the headline festivals. And even though Metallica, you, you generally don't know what they're going to play other than the, the odd few obvious ones, but it's still. Metallica playing live, you know, when you've seen them 10 times, it's kind of the same thing. They're always good, obviously, but it is kind mm. of the same thing every time, isn't it? Don't yeah. Really know what they play. So, so we'll see. So, yeah, that was Download. Um, Incineration Festival, first three bands have been mm. announced for that. So, Rotting Christ, Asphyx, and Enslaved. So, that's yeah. a really good start. That's good. Mm. Try and get to that next year. So, a one day or in London. Arctangent have announced their first few bands as well. Um, a load of uh, self-indulgent stuff that I'm not necessarily that familiar with. Bean, this is one of yours. You went this year, didn't you? I did. Well, I did. Yeah, I did. It was good. It was. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. I saw Opeth there actually. Um, they they headlined. I think they were like the final headliner. And actually, what's interesting, I think Art Tangent have pretty much released a, a complete bill. I think yeah, it looks what like I've it. seen, yeah, it's the whole the whole lineup has already been like announced in one go. Um, a lot of repeat bands on there. There was a lot. Of, uh, I've noticed a few that were playing last year as well. Yeah, um, it was good. Now, I went to Bloodstock and Art Tangent like literally one weekend after another this year and my coming away from that i just thought arc tangent just didn't have the sense of fun that bloodstock had for me yeah. it was kind of like it just took itself very seriously there was very little humor there <laughs> That's the I, 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 it, it feels like you've got to pass an exam to go to it <laughs> yeah, I, my, I know what you mean by that there's just something very serious about it and something very I, yeah, it doesn't feel very inclusive. It feels a bit cliquey, is and it, I don't know why. Is it, is it pretentious or is that being harsh? I think that's yeah. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's pretentious, but it's, but it's there's, on that. there's something there that j it just didn't feel it's, as lighthearted as yeah. something like Bloodstock. You know, I mean, it's it's a prog metal, yeah, festival, isn't it? Primarily, yeah. and anything prog is gonna have that. Um, element of seriousness that you don't find anything else but you know that possible po-faced element and that's, and that's yeah. just not that, that's that's across the board whatever kind of progressive music it's always like that that's that's true that is true i think probably what what highlighted more the, the, the bloodstock this year i mean obviously you know we went together and it was particularly jovial wasn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, so I think maybe maybe that had a lot to do with it. Maybe if you hadn't gone to Bloodstock the weekend before, it might not have seemed quite so serious. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but even like I was, I was, I've done Bloodstock two years in a row now, and they've both been like a, an absolute hoot. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the uh, the term yeah. I'd use. Now, 
I didn't have a bad time at Arctan Gen. It was great. You know, I had a, I had a good time across the weekend. I saw some great bands there. Um, you know, and obviously there was things there that I wouldn't have been able to see some like, at, at, at Bloodstock, for example. Um, you know, because it's a bit more varied in terms of who they put on. But yeah, it was just all a bit serious. <laughs> I think that's. I think the thing is, you you go to Bloodstock to enjoy metal, and yeah. you go to something like Arctangent to appreciate. Yeah, metal. That's that's a good way of putting it. So, yeah, that's that's a fair way of putting it. Um, so yeah, that was that was the UK stuff. Uh, Europe as well. It's, it's all starting to come together, like Rock and Ring and, and those. They've announced their bands. It's all very similar to Download that kind of shit. Um, Sweden Rock. They've announced their first few bands. I mean, that festival every year just seems to just certainly at the top end of their billing, they turn out, you know, absolutely. I mean, got Maiden, got Motley Crue, got Def Leppard, obviously part of that sort of worldwide stadium tour. Ghost, Pantera, which I'm assuming Pantera are going to be a download because they're in Europe that similar kind of time. Kajira, Behemoth, Clutch, you know, like it's straight away, it's like sort of top level, top level stuff. And it's a festival that I've got to get to at some point. It's it's a it's a fair old track and it's a bit of a mission, but it's um something I think we need to do. Just looks like a great place to go. Yeah, you know it's it's by the sea. It's you know it's proper campsites and all that kind of shit. So us, you know, middle aged types, it'll, you know, will suit us that little bit better. The IP, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that. So, but it is apparently very expensive. So. Yes. Um. But off the back of that as well, um, I know this has been talked about quite a lot in the last couple of weeks, this new metal nostalgia festival in Vegas called Sick New World. Um, I know it's not just new metal, but it is largely new metal. Um, Yeah, we're going to get a lot of stuff like that, especially after the the emo fest that happened in Las Vegas recently. What was it called? When We Were Young. When we were young, yeah, which is, I think yeah. I think it must be by the same people. I, I would yeah. have thought because the like the posters and everything look very similar. But to be fair, um, if you're into that kind of music and you That's... you know you want that era, the, the lineup is something else to put all those bands together on one bill. Yeah, yeah. You give a few I'm... highlights: System of Down, Corn, Deftones, Incubus at the top of the bill. And then you've got newer stuff like Turnstile. You've got Papa Roach in there, Sisters of Mercy. I, I can't, yeah, Rumble. that, that, that just, you've I mean, got, God knows where, I mean, you've got ministry, you've got yeah. body count in there, you've got monster magnet. Monster, monster magnet are in there, aren't they? Yeah. You know, if, it's, if it's 2003, that's, that's like a, you know, unbelievable lineup, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is to be fair. So, I mean, but they have pretty just, much got everyone. Oh, fucking hell. Orgy. Really? No need oh, to. come on. No, I wow. love Helios. I love that <laughs> album. That's a, that's a name I haven't to, to quote Obi Wan Kenobi. That's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. <laughs> that's that, that's the thing. If I was if I was to think of ten new metal albums that I I quite happily listen to these days, that's one of them. Get off my candy phone. ass. Yeah, get off. Or candy ass. Get off. Candy get ass, off. Yeah. Go. Get off. Yeah, didn't I do remember. I, I, I've got though. a copy on CD somewhere, but yeah. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Didn't they? I think for Monday. It yeah. was one of those bands that you, you know, I was just, I just kind of check out what, whatever was recommended. You know, I used back in the day, I used to, you know, I was reading Kerrang and Metal Hammer. And if, if a band was talked about, I'd check them out, you know, but we didn't have the internet. So you'd have That's to true. go and buy the CD, you know? True. So I've got boxes of, of CDs of bands like that, that I've just kind of bought on the off chance that it's going to be good because, you know, everyone's talking about it. 
No, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, if, if that's what you're into, that lineup's an absolute dream. But I don't, I, I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know how Sisters of Mercy is going to go down because you can never actually see them when they play live because the ice <laughs> ice machine is just so on overdrive. All you can see is smoke. Well, it's Vegas. You probably just have dust instead. Yeah. You know, in the middle of the day. But um, I think it's all intense. <laughs> intense. I think it's all marquee. So. So, yeah, but, look, you know, we, we are at that point in life now where new metal is now considered nostalgia. So, oh, yeah, I th- it's going to do well. I think it's going it to be a really it popular will. festival. Yeah. You know? I mean, look at how people have responded to like Limp Bizkit have gone out and done shows recently. And yeah. It's put down really well. You know, it's it, it's not like they've struggled. So there's definitely a, an appetite for it. Maybe. Yeah, think, um, you know, go on. I'm sorry. We're all because obviously you know that generation is all older and wiser now and isn't going to do stupid shit at the festival. Um, although that, you know, fair play, they they didn't at Ozfest back in the day. It was that was the um, just for Woodstock. Yeah. And, and now of course you have got the Generation Z lot who, you know, see this stuff as, you know, retro retro metal, yeah, whatnot, and uh, they behave like dicks. And yeah, I mean, you know what? Honestly, if that was if that was local and. I have the money, I'd probably go to it just for a laugh, but it's Las you, Vegas, you so... You you would, yeah. You'd I would, yeah, yeah. yeah. You definitely would. You'd, and you'd wear your um your ageing, smelly Fear Factory hoodie as well, wouldn't you? No, I, I donated that. Oh, did you? You donated I did, yeah. I, you know what? I, I, I regret that now because that still fit me quite well, and it was still in decent nick. Was it a um was it a man versus machine related charity you donated it to? Oh, I don't know. It's probably whichever one, whichever bag <laughs> turned up first on my door one day. <laughs> You donated your Fear Factory hoodie. Well, there's some some poor homeless child walking around wearing that, and he's probably still embarrassed by it. Um, and talking of festivals, for some reason, um, going back to 2005, I don't know if anybody remembers it, but Maiden were on Ozfest in the US on the tour, um, which was, you know, I think this is almost close to. Metallica and Guns N' Roses being on the same bill in, in 92, putting Maiden and Sabbath and Sharon Osbourne all in the same melting pot that was always likely to cause trouble. And it obviously did. Um, if anybody's not familiar, I think it was towards the end of the tour, Bruce was starting to say some stuff about Sharon, Sharon Osbourne and make a few comments and stuff like that, which obviously she didn't take kindly to, because she's a cunt. Um, and she had people in the crowd chucking eggs at Maiden. I think the power was pulled on them as well towards the end of their set. Just, yeah. you know, massively disrespectful. We all know what Bruce Dickinson is like. You know, the man has got a mouth on him. There's no doubt about that. And he's very opinionated. But she keeps on going on about how he was disrespecting Ozzy Osbourne and disrespecting Black Sabbath and how he's jealous of Ozzy Osbourne because he's the originator and all this kind of crap. I don't believe for one minute that would come out of Bruce Dickinson. No, he could be an ass. We know that, but there's no way he would say that kind of shit. No, you know. And no, I, think I, I, I can only. I mean, didn't um, is it on that Nativity in Black compilation? Bruce Dickinson sings. Does he do Sabbath? Bloody Sabbath. Sabbath. Bloody Sabbath. Yeah. There, you know, I, yeah. I have no doubt the man's got a lot of respect for Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, and you know, uh, how can you not? Exactly. Exactly. So why, I don't know, I mean, I, I don't know why this was brought up again. I don't know if she was asked this question in an interview, so she decided to run with it. But the, like, the thing Andy, like you said, any, any, any way to get herself back in the limelight is all it is. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that sort of always comes to my, my mind with Bruce Dickinson these days, actually, um, and what, 
you know his approach to to his his work um was from from a documentary uh in the late 80s the bbc arena documentary about heavy metal yeah um so you got him he's doing his fencing he's doing his you know uh cycle machine stuff being interviewed and whatnot and it's all very professional yeah and you got you got him lined up um in the next scene with axel rose who's just chilling out with a po um a can of pepsi talking about being rock and roll and how we're nothing like i made and that's yeah. not our thing you know yeah. what we do is completely different whatever um and this is a thing you know this there's a lot of things i disagree with dickinson about oh yeah absolutely but he's a professional yeah. He is a complete professional at what he does. Yes. Yeah. And him laying into bands or, you know, being disrespectful or rude about anyone, even Sharon Osbourne on that tour, I, d- I don't believe it. No, it's not him. Not for a minute. No, no, you're 100% right. And yeah, <clears throat> she likes, she but, likes, um, he, yeah. he upstaged her. I think that was it. Because I think at that point, this was 2005, when it's, this is when this was off, this was the, um, uh, matter of life and death, wasn't it? I think was it. No, that was a year later. So no, they, were probably doing... no, they were doing the early days, wasn't it? The early year stuff. Early year stuff still. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on. It's it's on Wikipedia because I actually sort of trawled through it. Because I'm trying to work out how many times I've seen Maiden now. Um, I think Maiden were bang on form at that point as well. They yeah. they were at the top of their game, you know. So they probably did upstager. I mean, I don't, we're bringing it up, and it's 17 years ago. But the fact it came up on the news this week, I think it was worth mentioning. Um, she just needs to just, just stay quiet, really. Um, on a on a, a different tangent, so say we're just trying to catch up on on everything else has been said. I read a story this week about a potential typo negative reunion. I say in inverted commas, <laughs> which in itself That's... is just I've, you can't. I, I, I mean, yeah, you know, go by all means, go and play music, play play the songs, whatever, but. You can, that is one band where the vocalist is utterly intrinsic to the sound. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't have anybody else no. do that, really. Um, I think it came from an interview with Johnny Kelly. And I think someone, whoever was interviewing, they might have, they might have you know, it might have been a leading question as to, you know, what could you do with typo negatives music or whatever? And it's become this whole thing about a potential reunion. But I think what he actually said was, the music deserves some kind of recognition and that they would like to do something along those lines, which makes that makes a bit more sense. But I don't know how you would do that. Because like you, you say, such a unique voice. That, yeah. yeah. You need to do some sort of stars in her eyes thing because he, there's <laughs> no, literally no one, no one can replicate him. No, no. I only, I, I did, I've, I have seen Typo Negative once, but I also saw Carnival and, um, yeah, I mean, which is two completely different Pete Steeles, to be perfectly honest. But he was just a massive character, and it's not just his voice; it's it's everything that he sort of brings to the. Well, He's big, and he, he was big in a lot of areas, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> so they say. Yeah, for yeah. those that uh, saw the Playboy spread or Playgirl spread, Playgirl, yeah, the Playgirl spread. Yes, yes, he was um, gifted. I think is the uh, I think is the term. So. Yeah. He was a tall. He was a tall man, and also proportionate. Yes, in proportion. Yeah, and it's still dangled between his kneecaps. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. You know, how you can in you know celebrate typo negative music. I, I don't know. It wouldn't be much of a celebration. I, I yeah. I just I get the impression that off the back of the Pantera reunion, um, there's probably a lot of journalists out there yeah. trying yeah. to dig up a bit of who who else can we you know 
can we get going again re- restart and yeah um but yeah i i don't see it happening in any in any sort of meaningful way really it, it could be it could be quite disrespectful to be honest with you so. yeah yeah um and talking of disrespectful see see I, I keep trying to you know link all this and a little bit of segue this is like this is like the one show it is seriously it's, 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 it's like, like you know show. it's like you know what was it I mean, the, the ridiculous segues that they do when they're they're talking about i don't know some sort of uh, fun charity run and then it goes to like the war in ukraine and they, they've got some daft <laughs> kind of rhyming segue to linking up and it was classic because they had um oh what's his face oh the dude dude that did blazing saddles and producers Mel Brooks. Mel Mel Brooks, Brooks. yeah he was on there once and of course they were talking to him and all, everyone on the on the um on the sofa and it was all hunky-dory and fun and then they segued into a uh into a serious bit um or whatever it was and they and they, and they started talking about the serious bit and Mel Brooks just goes this is nuts <laughs> I've never experienced anything like this. This is it's just nuts. I just had to say that, and it, it's, it's it's bang on. It's yeah, everything you want oh, yeah, from Mel Brooks, really. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, and a little uh, bit of casual anti-Semitism and racism, and well, no, yeah. that kind of thing. It's yeah, uh, yeah that's but that's you basically. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, the heavy metal one show. We'll, we'll run with that. The Grammy Awards Best Metal Performance Twenty Twenty Two. Right, so the nominations, if you please. Megadeth, right, fair enough. The album was shit, but fair enough. They're a metal band. Ghost, eh, great, but not really a metal band. Ozzy and Iomi for the song that's on Ozzy's new album, which is largely mm-hmm. forgettable. I don't know what it is, but fair enough. Turnstile, yeah, okay, hardcore band. But Muse, somebody tell me where the fuck that's come from, why Muse have been worse than Jethro Tull. The, the thing is, is they they've they want to have a a genre award for everything, don't they? They want to have a the Grammys, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. They want to do everything, but yeah. they don't have any respect for metal or rock. No, so no. they just right. Who have we heard of? These guys. There you go. Mm. Right, done. That's all it is. It's just trying to appease the masses. Yet they're doing the polar opposite because they're not taking <laughs> it seriously. I think you're right. I've never I've never really given the Grammy Grammys any sort of um, you know. Like you hear about it every year, or however, however, however often they do it, but yeah, I never pay any mind really. Like talking about it now, I had no idea who was up for, you know, who'd been nominated um, for an award. You know, well, I mean, it doesn't mean over, over the years, people. I've got I've got the list in front of me. I mean, obviously, a lot of it is you know sort of era relevant. So obviously Metallica have won it, Nine Inch Nails, Ozzy Osbourne, Soundgarden, Nine Inch Nails again, Rage Against the Machine, Tool, Metallica again, Black Sabbath winning it for a live recording of Iron Man. I mean, what the fuck is the point in that? Deftones, Tool, Korn, Metallica, Motorhead, Slipknot, Slayer, Slayer, Metallica, Judas Priest, Maiden, Sabbath, Tenacious D won it one year, Ghost had won it, High on Fire won it in 2019. See, this is mad. See, I haven't paid any attention to any of this over the years. And I know, think the metal mainstream profile in the past was they, you know, it, it was worth it. It was justified. And they yeah. actually picked someone who was contemporary and deserved it. But the thing is, is metal's profile in the mainstream now is completely different. So they, you know, and they can't really. Um, well, 
you, you, you say that. I mean, like I say, in, in 2019, other nominees were like Between the Buried and Me, Death Heaven, Trivium, Under Oath. But one, one that sticks out, 2021 Body Count won it for Bum Rush. The other nominations were Code Orange, In This Moment, Poppy. And for anyone who's not familiar with Poppy, that is like pseudo black metal pop music in a weird kind of way. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and Power Trip were now nominated as well for Executioner's Tax. Oh, well, maybe they just have, maybe they just can't be bothered this year. <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. They just yeah. can't be asked, you know. So, yeah. and uh, and just just for the record, Dream Theater won it last year. So, fuck you, Grammys. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Now, well, I tell you what. Actually, all this talk of Grammys has, has reminded me of, of course, the other thing: Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, Judas Priest yes. with KK. <laughs> On stage, so how and do we feel and Dolly about Parton. that? And Dolly Parton, uh, well, and Dolly Parton, of course, yeah. yeah but KK Downing, that was that's big. Um, yeah, back in the band, performing yeah. with them. Do we think it's going to be more than a one-off? Is he is, is he is he sort of well enough to do it? Can he sort of? Because they're, they're they're so old now that because obviously Glenn Tipton's ill, isn't he? he? He's yeah, so he yeah, so he Glenn obviously Tipton, can't he can't do it. He's pretty much out. I mean, he 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 does still perform with them occasionally, yeah. like for an encore. Um, but he's really, really unwell, you know. So obviously, um, yeah, there's a, a split with KK, and they, you know, they haven't been too kind to each other in the press. They've both been um, slagging each other. Well, yeah, let's let's just say slagging each other off. Um, a lot of bitterness there. I think KK feels like he should have been. Um, asked to, to, to rejoin the band. Um, they're just there. The Judas Priest point of view is like, well, you left, you know, that's it. You kind of, you made your choices off you go. Yeah. Anyway, rock and roll hall of fame nomination came in, obviously they got their place. Um, so the invitations is extended to ex members. Club yeah. Les Binks came back yeah. in as well. And um, as part of the, the, the event, um, but they, they got up and performed and KK performed with them. Um, so Richie Faulkner was still on guitar and I think um, Glenn Tipton came on and played as well. So you had all the, you know, past, present guitar players there. You know, it was nice to see. I I, I thought it was great. It was like a, uh, even if it was for one night, that kind of burying of the hatchet yeah. and just getting yeah. everyone back on the stage. Um, but it just made me think, I wonder if it will be the start of some conversations. It probably, I mean, that's how, that's how Rob Halford ended up back in Judas Priest, wasn't it? It was kind of, almost like a chance getting together and then it became a conversation. And then before yeah. he knew it, he was sort of asked back into the band. So I, I don't think you can be in a band together for that many years and just completely destroy that relationship just like that 50 years down. No, you know, so the, the, the obviously relationship must be strong enough for that band to carry on with KK Downing. If, if they wanted to, it must be, I find it hard to believe it wouldn't be, but yeah, it'd be good to see. Yeah, I mean, do we this space? Do we think Rob can put it off still? Because he he seemed to struggle at times. I I mean I um, I think he's great. I, I I've seen Judas Priest twice in in probably the last oh, eight years. I saw him once at Brixton Academy, and then the headlined download in twenty twenty one. And um, you know. His, of course, his voice isn't the same as it was in the 90s and, and before that. Um, 
but he's really given it. You know, he's he's you know he's 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 not it's not excruciating. You know, sometimes I see Ozzy Osbourne, for example. The last few times I've seen Ozzy live, and you're sort of wincing a little bit, and like oh, yeah. bloody hell, yeah. you know, and it feels a little bit. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel very comfortable. But um, I think, I think Rob's out there giving it a really respectful go. You know, he's, he still sounds great. Obviously, he's made adjustments to the way he sings. That's you know, it. He's, it? he's yeah. not doing things in the same ways. He's, he's made a few choices to sing things a little bit differently. But I, I, I think he's doing all right. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, don't forget that these these guys are in their fucking seventies. Yeah. You know, and that's that's mad. I remember, you know, grandparents being in their seventies. My dad is now in his seventies, and to think of someone my dad's age going out and doing that kind of thing for two hours every night is mental. You know, fair play to him. Long, long may it continue. I haven't seen Priest for about twenty years, and, and they were great back then. I'm assuming they are. Yeah, I think I think it was back in '05 when we saw the Apollo. Right. <laughs> no, the only time I saw Priest was in Plymouth. I think. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think. I'm, I'm sure you were at that gig. No, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, we. I, th- I thought we. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Anything blurs into one, to be honest. I can't days, remember. I, I remember I seeing not. the Scorpions in Plymouth in well, roughly two thousand and three. I think so. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. The other the other thing about Halford is I I have faith that he will stop when he feels that he needs to. I yeah. don't think yeah. he'll. I I I think he won't carry on if he can't do it. Um, and I think he's he's doing a good enough job, you know. But he's he's quite a, he's quite a fit and healthy man, though, isn't he? So he seems to look after himself fairly well. So that's probably got a lot to do with it. So enough of the enough of the old school. See, look, another segue, another segue. So the the, the new school. So a couple of things that I want to bring up. Someone please explain to me what the Ozfest is all about this year and the metaverse. I've got no fucking clue what any of that means, and I can't understand how Motorhead are playing. I don't get it's it. all virtual something. I mean, I've, I've not kept up with it, but I think Metaverse, it's, it's all basically Second Life. Yeah. I, I, tried to, second life. I tried to have a look. So I tried to log on and see what it was all about. And I got as far as, you know, it, it was like, um, yeah, like Second Life, Minecraft, something like that. I don't know. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of not into all that stuff enough to know no. what the right references are. but. So, you know, I, I logged on, had to create this avatar of myself, which was ridiculous. And then I'm away. And then you go into this, um, like this arena, um, and you're an animated figure on, on your screen. Um, but for whatever reason, it, it wasn't working for me and it was kind of glitching about and I, was, I wasn't getting anywhere. And this, this version of this virtual version of me wasn't moving. Um, so I gave up in the end, but I, it was just a big, video game i thought i've got no idea what the performances look like or anything like that but we're going to see a lot of this now especially because obviously outside of metal you've got abba doing their weird hologram thing haven't you yeah yeah, yeah. so i think yeah they're all trying to how can we make money out of all this music um historically that's gonna have um without having to have do anything yeah, That's absolutely. Crazy. I mean, are they are they they do like Elvis now with holograms and stuff? Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, I went I I went to see Ronnie James Dio as a hologram. hologram. Oh, yeah. um, oh my god! Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just say the technology is not quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> what raising the dead is all, is all I say. So I went along, and actually, like I think in the whole evening, they only used the Ronnie. James Dio hologram maybe for five or six songs 
Um, and it was, you know, it wasn't much better than just watching it on a screen, to be honest. Uh, it was something very uncanny valley about the whole thing. Um, but most of it was just a couple. Actually, it was Tim talking about Judas Priest. It was Tim Owens, Ripper, Tim Ripper Owens um, was singing the rest of the set. So he would just come on. It was basically a, a Dio covers set. Right. Yeah. Um, and then occasionally they'd um, so had a live band playing. And then this image of Ronnie James Dio projected onto this sort of transparent screen, which gave a vague appearance that he was on the stage somewhere. But it was, you know, it was a bit silly. To be no, honest, not 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 um, from the it's, it's just. But I'm told the so the, this the Abba show is is actually near me. It's like stone's throw from from my house here. So I quite often see kind of what looks like hen parties on the on the train <laughs> platforms, just kind of on there. We're all dressed up in their seventies uh, gear off to see the Abba show. Um, and a guy I work with, my boss actually, went to see it, and he said from just from a technological point of view. That is pretty amazing. Um, you know, he's not a massive ABBA fan, but the music aside, all of that, he said, you would believe that these people are on stage. Um, so whether that is the case or not, that's what I've been told. So I'm curious to see. They, they've got no fucking excuse. They're still alive. Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> no, not for me. It's, it's either the real thing or not at all. I, I the, just the, no. the thing is, the music's... The music is such that you can have plenty of great tribute bands out there. There's, mm. It's happening now, and that's what we're going to have to have in the future. Because um, I mean, that's, Gene, you know, Sim Gene Simmons has talked about that, about legacy bands, about the fact that Kiss could carry on oh. with, with four different people. Well, they, which they've half done that. Ludicrous, but they've half done that for four years anyway. That's, yeah, that's Gene true. Simmons has been talking about that for a long time. I yeah. think even like you know, go back 15, 20 years, he was talking about yeah. you know that it's almost like getting a different actor to play the part. Yeah you know, just yeah. to carry on. I mean, I suppose with the, the classical musicians, obviously, yeah, I mean, that's what orchestras do. It's just a different orchestra each time. Tribute acts. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I know the technology allows people to do virtual stuff with with people from the last few years, but yeah, I mean, it's not, if, if it's not them, then just leave them alone. You can never, you can never say, I saw this band live, because you didn't. You never saw them properly. You saw a, a, a hologram. It's, Absolutely. It's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's not the same. It's, it's not the same. I think the only the only thing about Ozfest which I kind of thought, okay, fair play, like the the virtual metaverse Ozfest, was it was free, so it's like okay, fair okay. enough, right. you know, yeah. okay, you know, that's something fun you can get involved in and see it. If they were charging for that, yeah, I feel yeah. very differently about it. The cynic in me thinks if it works this year, they'll do it again next year and charge for it. Yeah, you got to, the thing is you've got to say no to these things. There's a lot of things that they're forcing on. Just on say no. But yeah, just say no. Because if you pay for it, you, you create that demand. Yes, yeah. you do. Don't create that demand. Um, don't don't again, buy into it, people. All you people around the world listening to this in Yemen and Alaska and Pakistan and Paraguay and Luxembourg. Luxembourg, and Luxembourg as well. Don't, don't buy into Don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Don't entertain it. If it sounds like it's an idea from sec um, Black Mirror, don't do it. Don't support it. <laughs> Because that's it. That's that's all we're doing now. All these tech bros are getting their ideas from Black Mirror, yeah, uh, sci-fi novels that said, "Don't do this." Right then. Okay, so people. just as as um as equally depressing, um, Slipknot are making suggestions that they they won't they won't record albums anymore. And I'm not saying it's depressing that Slipknot aren't going to record albums anymore, but if I kind of see where they're they're going with this, and, and I'm I'm worried that this is going to be the thinking now, the way music is going, because. 
you two are vinyl collectors, so you know what it's like to have an album, you know, physical mm-hmm. album, listen to it. But now with music streaming, people do just listen to songs or playlists and, and things like that. So yeah, I kind of see where they're going with this, and it worries me that that's, that's going to be another thing for the future, that we won't have albums anymore. It's, it's going to happen with some bands, a lot of musicians, and other bands will keep it old school. I hope because so. there's there's yeah. there's something there's you know a different album we want to do explore this sound and tell this story and try this over these these songs and you tour that and then you do something a little bit different later on that's that's a thing and a lot of bands will want to keep doing that everything comes in cycles you know yeah. so even if it is even if there is a trend for just doing songs and Slim not aren't the first people to do that I mean Ash did this years ago didn't they yeah based on making albums and later focused on singles yeah. Yeah. it's it's nothing new um and i'm sure whatever artists you know want to do going forward they will and there's a lot of artists that do that now they don't make albums they do eps they do songs that's it they've got enough to tour with mm. and they've got good careers it's it's going to be the artist's prerogative but and there's the going to be now you can just collate all those songs together into a playlist on spotify anyway which that effectively becomes an album so yeah but but it is. It's that artistic statement. That's that's what an album is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look. You talk about vinyl. You know, vinyl disappeared in popularity for years, and then it came back. It's yeah. You, you, go, you go into a HMV now. Yeah. And the racks of vinyl are like the length of the shop. Stupid yeah. prices, but yeah. yeah they are. I mean, I'm yeah. Still, I'm still debating whether or not to get the um, I made triple LP that's out tomorrow. The uh, number of a beast of beast over Hammersmith. Yeah, I saw that release. I, I want yeah. it. Um, but I can't justify spending that money right now. But I do, yeah. I do want it. I will get it eventually. But this is the thing: is it's people. There's it comes in cycles. There's always going to demand, and you see young people buying albums and having a nice physical thing to yeah. listen to and enjoy and read the lyrics yeah. and appreciate it as we well, not even us. Our parents appreciated it back in the day. Yeah, um, that won't go away permanently. It might disappear for a bit. It will come back. So. Yeah, if that's what Slipknot want to do going forward, fine. But it, it won't catch on completely because it's it's an artistic option that too many musicians will keep doing. Yeah, you're probably right. I suppose a lot of it depends on the genre of music. Things like pop music and that will definitely go down that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Slipknot aren't the only band I've heard talking about. I think it's, it is a model that a lot of people are exploring. Down did it, didn't they? Like, I think the last few Down releases, and that's going back probably now at least 10 years yeah um they put out a series of eps uh, yeah. rather than app so their their last album effectively just came out in in three installments i think um so bands have toyed with it um i think it's just that there's such a volume of music at the moment and things move yeah. so quickly yeah. that, and that albums just get lost so i think a band bands now are thinking well why invest all that time money in you know recording 10 12 15 songs or whatever and effectively it just gets lost in this yeah this huge sea of music that's coming out but yeah i i, I don't know how it's gonna i think i think um and you make some good points there i think at, at the moment people are just testing the waters and maybe seeing what's going to happen and how it's 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 going to end up but um, i think on some level the album will always exist It'll always be there. Um, I'm absolutely massively a fan of that as a format. Um, but we've talked about it in The Grudge in terms of is that a viable way of putting our music out there, you know, just to do it all in one hit every 
couple of years or whatever? Um, or is it better just to have these sort of regular but smaller drops of new music? I guess if you're um, if you're dropping like say EPs to say three to four songs once a year, it kind of helps the touring cycle, doesn't it? It always gives you fresh material to tour. So I kind of understand it from that point of view because artists now all their income is coming from touring, There's touring and merchandise, and yeah. it's not coming from the music. So if they've always got new material to tour, it always gives them a reason to go out on tour without it just being nostalgia. So it's, I, it's, you know, I get it from yeah. that point of view. It's going to be interesting because I'll. You know, as far as record companies are concerned, what's profitable? And I don't, yeah. I don't know the ins and outs of money making and stuff, so I can't really comment. And obviously, I, you know, I agree with Steve. It's probably albums are not as profitable as they were. It's, it's mainly the the touring. But I'm struggling to see how singles and EPs have more profitable uh, potential than albums. And I know, obviously, you're going to spend more money making albums, but I don't know. If, if you want a long term investment, you've got to do something that's justifiable in the long term I don't I, I think it's just it's just it's just marketable i suppose isn't it it's more regular new material that can then yeah. be marketed and, and keep a profile up that's it but i'll tell you what that's I, what it's about it's about profile it's keeping yeah. that profile up keeping people in the in the public eye because it's all faster now yeah but, you know 12 12 months later you're gone and if you if you if you haven't got something new um then there are 150 other bands that have come and taken that that spot you know because yeah music is just ubiquitous now it's just yeah. all you know it's this it's all churning great. it out it's churning it out um so it is it's, i think it's just about staying in people's consciousness you know yeah. just yeah I, I but i tell you something what i'm going to be keeping an eye on in the close uh, near future this is outside of metal is is taylor swift not a fan um i've, I've, I've i mean I, I huh Get that, get make sure you get that in there. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm keen to actually sort of listen to her at some point, just because they're you know she's so popular. I'm just curious what the, what the fuss is all about. Um, but obviously, she's just announced tours and all that, and I think there's a load of kerfuffle with Ticketmaster because the demand massively outstrips the supply. Yeah. And of course, she's got a very very devoted fan base, but it's all pretty much Ticketmaster. That's yeah. it. It's a monopoly in that regard. And of course, their costs and add-ons are stupid. And of course, they're going straight onto reselling with a system that they use. So you've already got extortionate prices um, being put to people who could have paid uh, an original price under a system in, in the past. So I think you've already got this situation now where the Taylor Swift fan base is utterly fuming at Ticketmaster. Um, and it sounds like a bit of a running joke, but you remember what BTS fans did to Donald Trump by flooding, flooding his um, rally schedule and buying tickets to his his rallies and basically just having empty seats because no one turned up. And that was fan power. Now, Taylor Swift fans, they, you know, they're devoted. So you can imagine what if they go after Ticketmaster or if they try and do things to Ticketmaster if it actually has any effect on the future. But but it's it's more, you know, Taylor Swift does albums and she does albums regularly. She releases one at least every year or 18 months. That's the model that she does. So you can see that becoming the benchmark, especially if, if yeah, she's impacts on live shows. She's also challenged. Now, I don't know a, a lot about this, but just from the periphery of things, 
um i've heard that um like she's found what she's re-recorded albums yes to to, so, to, so buy, to bypass yeah. like the own you know the ownership of those songs obviously <clears throat> belongs to the record company yeah um so what she's done is just re-recorded them her own versions of them and released them under her own record label you know so the fans then had the option of buying that version of those songs um yeah. you know so effectively cutting the record company out you know mm. so she does seem to be finding ways to really push back against like the industry yeah all these established um and i think she challenged spotify a few years ago she almost gave him an ultimatum and they gave into her um right. i can't remember what that was actually but it, it rings a bell but that's the thing you, you know she's not metal but outside of metal she's becoming you know probably one of the most significant musical artists in history and worth what, what you're on. saying is she's um she's the Lars Ulrich for the modern day pop generation I, I, what i can tell no she because she seems actually quite amiable and, uh, and pleasant i mean i know i know quite a few metal fans who are into her for for those reasons that she's you know she's authentic for what she does there you go there's that word again yeah but she is and and yeah it's fair, you know, it's fair. she's got a very robust and healthy attitude towards her creative um attributes and mm. those around her which you know i've got a lot of respect for but certainly you know if she if she has a positive impact on the music industry and how that filters down everywhere else then fair play yeah right fair point fair point but i will say i don't want to end this podcast on taylor swift so somebody please say something metal well i want it well i want it this is something i wanted to come back to actually all right go on um, yeah, because I think what I've hinted at in recent episodes, I say recent episodes, all the episodes this year is I've been kind of sort of like trying to sort of educate myself on metal history. Um, something I meant to do a few um, a while back is is just listen to as much old old school metal as I could, because with Spotify and other other things, YouTube, there's no excuse not for listening to obscure stuff that you weren't around for at the time. And I kind of want and I also wanted to see how metal evolved through the years how it changed how it developed um so yeah i kind of started with black sabbath and worked my way through various bands and i've been hinting at that in recent recent months um and this year i've really thrown throw myself into it because yeah previous years i've kind of i kind of fell off the metal bandwagon in terms of keeping up with the scene i, I listened to the stuff i was into but i wasn't keeping up with new bands new albums so much because it was just my, my focus was elsewhere uh, this year, for reasons I've really thrown myself into it, including this podcast, and I thought let's let's go for it with with the um, with the old stuff. So you know, there's a lot of seventies stuff I listen to now, and that's kind of why I enjoyed that seventies um, episode that we had because it allowed us to explore, you know, a, a decade that was, you know, quite unique in its in its way for metal. Um, but yeah, I'm making my way through through the years and through scenes because once you get to the eighties, it's kind of how do you do it? because it's just so many different things going on. And I've worked my way through New Wobbum, and I've, you know, recognised that Angel Witch is one of the greatest albums in metal history, but quite frankly, it's a shame they never became bigger, but there you go. I mean, um, um, the song Angel Witch on the album Angel Witch by the band Angel Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's a classic tradition, because, you know, Black Sabbath did it with Black Sabbath. Yeah, of course. Sabbath, yeah. Um, as did Motorhead. Mm-hmm um although i made it it was a final track so you know not yeah. quite but um but yeah it, it, that's a tradition um but yeah like for example that's a great album and you know glad i discovered it by checking them out you know there's a few other good songs there but um 
yeah, obviously, obviously I'm starting to do some of the early German stuff, but I'm onto the first wave of glam metal at the moment. And I even pointed out there's a clear difference between that and the second wave, really, isn't there? Yes. Because you've got this, you know, there, there's definitely a heavy punk influence still from there in yeah. terms of look and style, you know, this sort of fetish Mad Max thing going on. It's very dystopian a lot of the time, but it's very sleazy. You know, the, the, you know, it feels dirty. It feels seedy and nasty. It feels mm. like you're in a, it feels like you're, you know, in an orgy below a cellar in, in some LA, you know, you know, dungeon or whatnot. Whereas the second wave was very pop, very accessible and whatnot. So I'm just noticing, you know, just noticing stuff like that, that, but I came across a website um, on my. Is this why um, you were looking at seedy dungeons? Uh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely where's this going i'm surprised there hasn't been a, a some sort of a you know sub genre kink out there of, of uh you know metal word, <laughs> metal porn or something or maybe that has i've just they're they're, 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 they're 100 will be um oh yeah there was a band i sort of like, actually googled and because their name's dodgy and whatnot i yeah it did come out of um a dodgy result i can't think what it was now but um anyway uh this i think it's called this day in metal and basically they, they do you know they're up to date they do new interviews they talk about sort of new new artists and whatnot but what they've managed to do is they've basically excuse me documented every metal album released in the 80s and 90s you know nothing nothing hardcore just uh just a, the album art on each day and so it's a good little reference point to uh find stuff oh it's dot com it's a dot com there yeah go. i found it okay so yeah this day metal.com i don't know why i thought it was a dot org um yeah very straightforward but yeah I'm, I'm working my way through that and of course there's some obscure stuff that quite frankly is is listed here but doesn't seem to be anywhere else on the internet so fair play to them for actually wow. finding that yeah but, yeah there's yeah there's like one of the um like in 1980 album releases there's an album early on called by a band called street creature and yeah no no um nowhere else they're not they're not on youtube they're not on wikipedia they're not on last fm so wow. that's, that's a how great band name though. i love that, that yeah well, there, there isn't there is a newer but there is a recent band called street creature but it's not the same one but um yeah these these guys are obviously doing well on this website but the, the point here is yeah i'm working my way through it but my goodness me, some of the albums on there in terms of artwork. <laughs> I I mean, once you get to the, like 1984 or thereabouts and, you know, there's a hell of a lot more metal bands out there. Um, heavy metal, glam metal, epic trad metal, whatever. You know, life's just throwing them at us left, right and centre. And of course, you know, some of these are amateur, everyone's independent labels. And mm. it's magnificent. I mean, it's magnificently awful. But it's making me think. I need to find these albums. I need to find yeah. them. Listen there's to something. Them um, there's something very literal about some of these these album arts. I'm I'm looking. I've just picked a couple of random. I'm looking at an album called "Shaking Brains" by Silver Mountain, um, which is a, a weird sort of illustration of of what looks like a demon holding, which I'm assuming is his own brain because he's got a massive hole in his head, and it just looks like he's shaking it. And the album's called "Shaking Brains." Yeah, uh, so 1980. Um, that's what it says on the tin. Exactly. Yeah. 1984. There's a band called Cutty Sark. Oh yes. Oh, now that rings a bell. And you know, and there's not even a Cutty Sark on the album cover. It's basically a some sort of zombie um, Fu Manchu type, and it does look, you know, it looks a bit dodgy in terms of that sort of far eastern um, cliche 
uh, riding on a horse with a burning Stonehenge behind him. Oh wow! And it's just, you know, it, you know, they're clearly there's a, there's a there's a lot of energy when it comes to they've clearly asked their 15 year old brother to paint the uh, the album. Yes, he's, there's he's a lot of that in those old albums. I love yeah, that. He, look, yeah. he needs an, he needs a project for his O level, so get him to paint our album for us. And you know, they're they're not. <laughs> They're not great, but they're probably good for that sort of level, and they stuck with it. And I'm just thinking, I need to find these these albums. Otherwise, yeah, there does seem to be a lot of you know women, you know, holding guitars sexually, and you know, you mean of, um, you mean uh, like "Be My Slave" by Bitch? Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> I mean, I listened to that, and it's awful. That's that is um that's subtle as a as a train crash to the testicles. That is yeah, it's. I mean, I, I think this is, a, yeah, this, this day in metal.com. It's a great website just to find old stuff that's worth a listen. And I want to say worth a listen just, just to see what it was like in those days and how bad some of these bands were. But also, you know, there, there's stuff there, but I think, you know, they, they should have gone further. This, is, maybe just, this, this is a gift that yeah. keeps on giving, I tell you. This is, yeah. this is incredible. Right. So do you know anything about the guys that are, or, you know, the, the team that are compiling all this stuff and, where they get is it submissions are they like i, I don't how, know I'm, i'll have to I'll have how to, are they finding they've got a twitter account so um you know it's not like they're not up to date they got like favorite albums from the last few years and whatnot oh god it's it's just this is extreme levels of of heavy metal nerd this is, is amazing yeah yeah it, it, it's it's i mean you, you won't yeah if this is your project for the next few years you 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 won't be bored yeah still well, you should do that. you should um it Lovely. sounds like a, a segment you could include in the podcast, just a well, review. This, just pick, this is the th pick one at random and then... and then uh, Report back. Report back. Yeah, this is exactly what I was thinking, funny enough. Uh, yeah, there was a band called Incubus back in the 80s. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm aware of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some of these I've, I've got to listen to at all. They're just... <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's brilliant. That's, that's a perfect way to round off the heavy metal yeah. watching today. Oh, there is, yeah, there's a band called Black Lace. One word. So I've got to, I've got to check them out. Oh right, yeah, not to be confused with Agadu. Well, it doesn't look like them. <laughs> it might be unless unless they. Well, you never know. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe That's they just took a know, bit of a, a curveball. No, don't don't forget Michael Bolton did metal before he went all Michael. He Bolton did, yeah. Right, you know. he, he, Bolton yeah. auditioned for Black Sabbath. Yeah. Whoa, that I didn't know. Yes, yeah, it's in. Um, I think it's in Tony Iommi's biography. But yeah, Michael Bolton very nearly sang for Black Sabbath. That um, would have been special. Now yeah. I think it was it was before Michael Bolton became Michael Bolton, so it was yeah. very early days, yeah. and, I, and I don't think he had much of a career um, himself. Uh, so it could have it could have gone a completely different direction for him. But yeah, he was very nearly he, he played with them, so I think he got as far as auditioning. They played some songs together. Um, nearly happened. I mean, he went. He went down the uh, AOR route, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Fair, so, did, so did Black Sabbath for a while. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fair. I'm sorry. You have to check yeah, out the album, album cover. Have to check out the album cover for Fates for First Fates Warning album, 1984. All right. I'm on 1984. I'm still scrolling through it. This yeah. Is, September this 9th. Is Fates Warning. Um, I mean, that's not even an O level project. That's. <laughs> you know, that's that's a 12 year old. It's weird when you scroll through all this and you see Kill Him All and, and, and Ride the Lightning as if that's sort of seed into all this nonsense. Sorry for anybody who's, who's, who's listening while we sit here just sort of 
perusing through. There you go. But it's it's worth it, trust me. Yeah. See, oh I, think, when you, I think I've come across them on Instagram. <laughs> I think I've seen their Instagram yeah. updates, but I not they they don't seem to dive into like these really obscure um records. What's that? Oh that that's the fate one. <laughs> oh dear God, it's amazing. Yeah. All right, that's um that's gonna fun. be my uh this, this, I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing I think I'm gonna start doing the same thing over the weekend. That's um and then trying to track it down on vinyl. You never oh, know. Yeah, if you, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you can find these on vinyl exchanges in London and all that. This, this is the kind of thing that I might be able to pick up for three quid in my local record shop at, you know, in, in the back. So Oh, we've got one in Purley now. Well, lucky you. That's yeah. too far for me. That's that's too close to South London. I'm not going up there. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah. So I had I had to mention that because that that is just that's a joy that is that way. I think for any um for any sort of metal completist, any kind of metal nerd, that's definitely worth looking at. So um I'll uh I'll, yeah, we'll we'll put some links out over social media for it. This day in metal.com. Go and have a look. It's uh like I said, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> anyway, um thank you for that, gentlemen. And uh you know, our um, first ever heavy metal one show, as it was put, which is going to stick now. And, uh, you know, next week, probably the same thing will probably happen again, to be honest with you. It's getting to that time of the year where we're running out of content, so we're uh, we're winging it a little bit. But, but we yeah, we filled it up quite well this week, actually, with all the stuff going on. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we you, we might have Padre back next week if he uh, if he catches up on all his marking. Um, but we'll we'll see. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, gentlemen, for your uh, input this evening. Thank you. And um, we'll uh, catch everybody next week.